0: Hello, listeners. So I went to a wedding a few weeks ago, and at the reception they gave me two forks, a salad fork and an entree fork. And I've always wondered about that. Why are there multiple forks, with multiple different uses? What's up with that? And what's the deal with forks anyway? I mean, knives seem kind of natural, and spoons are like mini bowls, so I sort of get that, but who thought of the fork? Did someone look at a trident and go, hey, we should shrink that so we could stab our food and eat it instead of shoving stuff into our mouths? Hi, I'm Chrissy Talent, and today on All the Small Things, we are going to take a stab at answering some of these questions as we examine the history of the West's favorite utensil, the fork. Compared to knives and spoons, forks are relatively new to the Western dining table. The first forks appeared in ancient Egypt. These large forks were used for carving, but not for dining. The ancient Romans also used forks. Roman fork use varied depending on a person's social class, local customs, and the type of food they were eating, so it is possible that the Romans used forks for dining purposes. But generally speaking, Romans used forks, again, as carving and serving utensils. These ancient predecessors may have influenced fork design, but the personal table fork was most likely invented in the early Byzantine Empire, where they were in use by the 4th century. In the 8th and 9th century, Persian nobility used a similar utensil, called a barjan. By the 10th century, use of the table fork had spread to the Middle East. The West, however, continued to use their hands, knives, and spoons at the table. There are a few competing stories for how the fork was introduced to the West. One of these stories gives Byzantine princess Theophano Sclerena credit for bringing the fork to the West. Princess Theophano was married to German King Otto II in 972 as part of a marriage alliance. The Germans were astounded by Theophano. She was extremely literate, she bathed daily, and she always dressed in silk. But her fork caused an uproar. Chronographers mentioned the astonishment she caused when she, quote, used a double prong to bring food to her mouth, end quote, instead of using her hands like a good German. The Germans criticized her for her decadence and saw it as sinful. In the 11th century, the table fork became increasingly popular in Italy, partly because Italy had stronger ties to Byzantium than the rest of Europe, and partly because pasta was becoming a greater part of their diet. The fork replaced the wooden spike formerly used, since its two or three prongs could capture pasta noodles better. So that by 1600, the fork was almost universal among the Italian merchant class. In 1533, Catherine de' Medici of France traveled to Italy. When she returned, she brought the fork with her, and so introduced it to France, where they were only used occasionally. Throughout the 16th century, the fork gained currency in Portugal and Spain as well. Another interesting thing is the fact that people back then usually carried around one set of forks and knives in cases. This was because dining rooms were not common back then. In the 16 and 1700s, dining rooms started becoming more common, and so people began purchasing multiple sets of dining utensils. Northern Europe, however, was far slower in adopting the fork than Southern Europe. The fork was seen as unmanly and overly delicate in England, and it didn't become common there until the early 1700s. The fork didn't become common in America until the Revolutionary War. But by the 1800s, the fork had finally established its right to a seat at the Western dining table. When silver plating techniques emerged in the 19th century, a huge variety of forks was created. Oyster forks, lobster forks, berry forks, pickle forks, sardine forks. You get the picture. Fork and utensil production was so excessive that in 1926, Secretary of Commerce Herbert Hoover limited the number of separate pieces in a silverware pack to 55. In the mid to late 20th century, really creative fork designs emerged. Forks with colorful handles, neon plastic forks in the 80s, postmodern forks in the 90s, and the etiquette around fork use became complex. And so today, you'll find a wide variety of forks in every household and dining setting. So the next time you're enjoying a pasta dinner, remember, the fork in your hand fought for centuries for a place at the table. And I think that's pretty cool. And if nothing else, it's a lot easier to eat spaghetti with a fork than a wooden steak. And that's a reason to be a fork fan in my book. I'm Chrissy Talent, and thank you for listening to All the Small Things on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.